Warning, explicit nerd-centric material. No, not like that. Cursing. Goddamn degenerates. Welcome to another episode of Stay a While and Listen. I'm uh, Brian, joined, of course, by uh, Candace. I'm back. And Matt. Hello again. And uh, not Matt's husband, because uh, Matt and him left in such a bad mood from last week that we might find one of them buried in the lot <laughs> yard behind the shed. We have ethics. We did not. Uh, <laughs> I tease. I tease. Well, I mean, sometimes the weeds are high enough it'd take a while to find a mound of dirt. You think so. And I don't think my husband's ever going to dig a hole big enough to bury in the end. He's going to get tired. It's, it's in the middle of summer. He's not going to stay out there that long. This yeah, is very true. very true. There'll be a small, a small hole in a rotting corpse under a blanket right beside it. Cops are going to be like, what is this supposed to be? It was an attempt. Don't ever tell him he can rent a backhoe. <laughs> oh, no, he would... He wouldn't even bother. He'd probably put me in the trash can, let's be honest. <laughs> He'd drag me to the trash can, but he's the city's now. <laughs> he's the city's husband now. <laughs> See, for some reason, I've always wondered the uh, logistics of burying somebody with an auger. Because, think it'd, of it. It'd be a lot know, easier than with a shovel. It would. But what the thing about the auger would be is you no longer have that large footprint of this strange, you know, six foot long hole in your yard. No, it just, it's I've just, always wanted a cemetery where people are buried vertically, so, you know, it makes that, more well, sense to me. That's what I mean. And it's a smaller footprint. It's harder to find. Therefore, it's going to be harder to find the body. What? As it decomposes, it all kind of compacts and just becomes this little... <clears throat> What, what, what I've never figured out is why people are going to murder and bury people. Why don't they just use a rototiller on a big area and pretend like they were planting something? Because like, they always are talking about looking for the You reminded dirt. me of this terrible old joke. Oh. Uh, the son goes off to prison and he's writing uh, letters to his mom. Mom sends him back her, a letter. Man, I miss you. Uh, the garden's a mess since you've been gone. I can't... Uh, I can't... Uh, Till the dirt this year, and so he writes back. A, he writes a, a, another letter. Mom, leave the garden alone. Uh, I, I don't need the evidence coming up in the trial. Exactly. <laughs> and she, she calls him the next week and says, "Thank you for getting this nice FBI man to till all my dirt." <laughs> yes. <sighs> yes. Okay, so what are we talking about today? Well, what we said we were going to talk about last week, but didn't. Uh, was we were going to talk about the X card, not the red card, by John Stravopoulos, whose last name I will fuck up at least once in this podcast. Do not make it a drinking game. Do not make it a drinking game. We will link it on the show because it's Creative Commons licensed, and I love to give uh, more people like us who are releasing things under under Creative Commons to have a chance at getting some footprint out there. But uh, basically, it's the concept of, we all know the games we played in high school where I'm going to play the bard and I'm going to seduce the barkeep because she's a sexy elf woman who happens to be played by your friend John, who's running the GM and has to do all the NPCs. And that poor 300-pound John with his scruffly, shaggy beard he's attempting in high school and they're Which, flirting with him. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, still has a couple holes in there along the cheekbones. Yeah. 
It well, is always gathering. Okay, so how does the card come into play with that? Basically, remember we used to just, okay, this is getting uncomfortable, I'm fading to black. Mm-hmm. The, the X card concept is, you know, everybody has one, or there's a one in the middle of the table, or if you've got a whiteboard table like mine, everybody just has a marker and you draw an X. You say, I'm done. <laughs> Tap out. <laughs> like American Idol, just meh. Yeah, you're just tapping out, and that's the concept, and the guy just codified it into some rules to be used in any game. It's like wrestling. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm well, done flirting with you, John. Tap, tap. Well, and that, that gets to to uh, a larger concept, I suppose, also, is uh, content that makes people uncomfortable. How do you deal with that? I don't know. We're all going to be able to you know, go back and say, have a, an adult discussion. But what, this is, this is a, a, a sneaky side trick to avoid the adult discussion. Yeah. And, you know, you got to make people work because it's not only that, the, the GM, because I've, I've, you know, or DM if you're in D&D, but uh, I've been that GM that has someone that really hot under the collar, wanting to be this sexy, you know, Adonis in the world and flirt with everyone. At some point, it's not only going to make the GM uncomfortable playing all the buxom maids, but there's going to be other players like... When player flirts with player, that can be really awkward. Oh, Matt, your character is so sexy. I just want to stab it in the eye with this carrot. Insert zipper noise here, just just for, for future reference. Candace has just tapped the X card. Okay, yeah, we're okay, moving then. on. Moving on. <laughs> no carrots in the eyes for me. Damn it. Yet another see, night alone. See, my problem is my group generally has at least one player always who relates a high charisma score with oh it's always female chest size this is why i turn around and argue the fact that no matter what we think of the asshole hitler had a high charisma score (laughs) yeah was he sexually attractive here's a picture of hitler here's a picture of hitler in a french maid's costume from little nicky do you find this arousing? <laughs> no. no? <laughs> but he's got a high charisma score. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and, and... But, yeah, no, I was at one point playing in a game where, I don't know if it was charisma exactly because it wasn't D&D, but for, whatever, for the system it was in, it was charisma. Yeah. And it just went from, like mediocre, you're charming enough for your job as you know, being you know, working at the bar because I was kind of supposed to be the face, but then it just shot through the roof because magic happened and he was like, so you just went from like a C cup to like a triple D cup, and I'm like you gotta worry about that GM though (laughs) Because that wasn't the GM. That was a player saying on the sides that he's like, all of a sudden her breasts just get larger and perkier. And I look over like, who are you telling me what my character did? You're not even the GM. Exactly. You're just the guy that runs around and loves to stab shit. This reminds <laughs> me of one of my favorite Facebook faces. Stabbing. He was a bartender. So he was a fat white man in his 40s, balding head and a big shaggy beard. But he knew how to talk to people, so he was the face, and he had a charisma score out the yin-yang. Mm-hmm. 
but everybody's like, that's the face? He's a fat, overweight, white guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but have you seen how many women's pants he's talked his way into? He got a high charisma score. Everybody talks to their bartender. <laughs> if all I'm trying to do oh, is get information yeah. out of people, oh, yeah, fuck yeah. yeah. You know? well, and, and the other thing is that it, it deals with with players and their responsibility to play, not only in the world, but within the realm of what other people are going to be comfortable with. The first time I saw the X card used was in... Uh, in a Monster Hearts game on another podcast. Let's give a shout out to the Happy Jacks crew again. But um, Keep advertising for them. Hey, maybe Jeez. one of these days the people on their forum will say nice things about us. Ooh, that'd be magical. It'd be magical if anybody acknowledged us. <laughs> a girl can dream. But <laughs> Monster Hearts is a game where you know you're playing monsters in high school. Yeah. Alright. Sex things happen. Mm-hmm. Because the nature of the monsters and the age of the characters. Yeah. And hair is growing in new places that you didn't know hair could grow before. So, this was a very valid use of the hey guys, this is getting just a little bit except, creepy. Except I'm for the, the uh, werewolf. He always. Was, uh, female character. Fun. You know, all right, guys, and now it's time for our fade to our, our swipe, our, the, the the cut to the fade to black. At which point, someone at the table probably went. <laughs> but you know, it's it's like uh, you could run a game with uh, Drow enslaving other races from the Underdark. Yeah, yeah. Slavery's a hot button issue. Torturing slaves is a hot-button issue. Raping slaves is a hot-button issue. Different groups of people are comfortable at different levels of play. Yeah, and you also got to mitigate... rescue the slaves. Oh, we can rescue the slaves while they're getting beaten. Um, yeah, I'm an ex-card. I don't want to see slaves getting raped. Well, and, and you also got to mitigate it with the fact that, you know, you could have the ex-card, which is a wonderful idea, but if you're... you're party construction or your your group construction, you might have someone jamming that X card entirely and other people are completely comfortable with it. This is true. And they'll be like, well, I mean, we don't live in fairyland. What are you doing? So you, you got you to look I and find, see. I personally find that the X card concept would be most helpful as rules sitting in the back, uh, posted on the wall of your friendly local gaming store. Yeah, and definitely would be something I would like to see, like conventions uh, have as posted rules. You know, everybody mm -hmm. follows this simple concept. It's not the house game I'm worried about. Oh no! Oh yeah, but house game I can just yell at someone. Yeah, house game we can do. That's enough. Cut it. Mm -hmm. you, yeah, you cross the line there. But I'm seducing. Yeah, you're not now. <laughs> <laughs> you're done. <laughs> Roll, roll a die. Even her odds. They're not seduced by you anymore. They've walked away. <laughs> they've, they've seen the shame of your attempts, and they wish to be left alone and to let you wallow in your own embarrassing awkwardness. Fine, I roll to seduce the dragon. That's good. He's a top. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, and like a lot of people, it depends like on. Rough. A lot of people, it depends oh, on damn. what they want to get out of the game. Like I know, I know several groups that are. Uh, if you've ever seen an anime, and yeah, I'm gonna go weed with this. 
Uh, one of the very popular anime is Goblin Slayer. Yeah. And if there was an X card, it would be jammed at the beginning of Goblin Slayer by most individuals. Because there's a scene at the beginning of it where goblins stab and rape some adventurers. Just straight up gory, horrible stuff. Now, is that the predominant feel of the rest of the game? Uh, the show? No, but it it sets the tone. There have been several people that I've said, you know, just fast forward through that one and you'll make it through the rest of the show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's definitely that was... <sighs> there are a lot of grittier animes from the 80s that have those sort of moments where you're like, either they pan over and you just hear something or it's implied. Or if you're like, well, I mean, let, let's... Uh, I guess I guess this gets to the question of the integrity of the art of the story that we're making. Code because, yeah. yeah. Because, like, you know, we can talk about horrible, gory, and frightening animes all the time because they feel fast closer. But then you have a titan of the anime industry, at least from my generation, which is Akira. Yeah. And there's yeah. not enough fast forward button if you're easily disturbed to get you through Akira. It would just be the opening sequence of the name of the movie and the credits. But yeah. like that, I would argue there's a couple conversations that you would not fast forward maybe, through. Yeah, <laughs> maybe yeah, but like that or uh, I mean, there I, there's some motorcycle things in there that you can watch and go, oh, that's pretty. Yeah, but when you get to the dolls bleeding milk from their eyes and mouth, wandering through the hallways of a mental asylum, yeah, that works a little differently. Or where a guy basically explodes into flesh blobs. Here's a great yeah. example of an anime. Talking about a aged anime, here's a great example of an anime that you can speak to the evolving uh, process. Uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion. Yeah. Where you slowly descend into madness. Further and further in, you're, you're getting more itchy trigger on playing that oh, X card. Yeah. <laughs> but then that, the question becomes, what is your players want to get out of the game? And the this X is true. It's great. Like, I think the X card is great if you have someone that's fairly sensitive. But there's also going to be some games that are fairly sensitive people if they if they bail on every single thing would make the game lose its feel. Like, if you wanted to set up a gritty game where you free slaves, and just the notion of slavery makes them tap the X card, then you this can't run that. This is the game yeah. for that. Yeah. yeah. But again, like I said, for me... This is most useful in a uh, store game, in a convention oh, setting, yeah. something yeah. that you... Like a free RPG day. Hopefully by that point in time, by the time you've signed up for one of those, you've at least read the blurb and they've got a, hey, this is going to have this serious is, topics. It should have a... A yeah. disclaimer on it. A disclaimer no, on okay. it. Okay. And the way that I can see you trying to work something like that in if you're at more of a public game... You know, be it a convention or LGS, is something along the lines of the way that Trigun kind of steps itself up through the entire thing. Because the anime didn't exactly reach the same level that the manga did, mm -hmm. but it starts off goofy and fun. And oh, it doesn't you can... that well. <laughs> no, it no, it does not. It does not at all. Well, and then you got, you also got like, uh, I'm surprised we're, you know, riding the anime train on this, but that's fine. I love anime. You got uh, Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah. Where you have the oh, yeah. between the original version and Brotherhood. And you also have 
you know, these great filler episodes of goofiness, and then you get the one where, like, you know, they give you a glimpse of what happened when they tried to bring back their mother. Or yeah. the, the little girl and the dog. Oh, I was about oh to say, let's, let's just have... go straight to Night of the Chimera's Cry. Yeah. yeah. Or, you know, there's I a don't, lot of... I don't care. It's forever going to be too soon. People that put out memes and things of that, I'm just like, <laughs> no! No, it's too soon! She was too sweet and innocent! Yeah. But I am stop. the asshole that hates when I see those memes. Oh, this is too soon. I can't. I can't. Why did you share this? Share. Share. <laughs> well, and the thing about that is, though, is that you. That, that story writing style is amazingly effective Brother because. Yeah. Word. Yeah. It takes. It takes a, the feel it of a happy. Kill Brian. Yeah. It, it takes the feel oh. of a happy go lucky story and then sort of like an ice pick every now and then. Brings back the stakes of the what's actually going on because oh, a lot yeah. of things like if you get into Inuyasha and this is no oh, no yeah. knock on Inuyasha. Inuyasha is good. Inuyasha is good, but Inuyasha loses its stakes halfway through, and then it'll hey. pick it back up, and then halfway through and it'll pick it back up. But it doesn't have a a, a, a through byline through it all that makes you feel like the stakes are climax. Where you can do something like uh, Demon Slayer, or you can do like uh, uh, well, you know, like Brotherhood that has it like you, yeah. you get these happy-go-lucky moments, but they are going to remind you. Or like the Whereas, extreme of that, yeah. like Made in the Abyss. If you've ever seen that. Whereas on the other side of that coin, you have Slayers. Yeah. Never has any stakes and then reminds you about the stake right before they have to deal with the bad guy. Yeah, which a lot of things do it like uh, Cal... Card Captor. Card, yeah, sorry. Card Captor Sakura. Uh, the other one that was made by the same artist that was these little bitty robots. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Chobits? Ch- not no, Chobits, it's no, Battle no, Angels or no, something. No, Chobits was... What's the one I'm thinking uh, of? Chi? Chi. Yeah. That was the uh, sex robot. Yeah, one. Chobits was a sex robot. Yeah, Wait. Yeah, yeah. The one uh, that had like the little tiny robots. Uh, one thing that was good that they did is they did... Isn't it Robotech? No, it wasn't no. Robotech. They did Clamps I, plus Holic, which was... Two yes. stories set by uh, the same story good. set side by side, but if you're really going to be honest, Holic was the one where you got the feel of what the stakes were more yeah. than you did with the normal clan. You know, is where on the opposite end, and what I was saying with Inuyasha is it has so many episodes. You can take another one that you just kind of forget what the stakes are with like One Piece. It's yeah. 909 episodes long. The stakes were long ago falling off, but they will remind you. Every ten episodes, it's not in an arc. Oh yeah, we're looking for the lost treasure and all these. Yeah. This sounds so terrible, but I'm just gonna say it. I could never get into One Piece because I didn't like the arc. Yeah, yes. It, it depends. Yeah. Yes. The problem with the arc. Been there. The the, the arc done well <laughs> equals Hunter X Hunter. The arc done poorly because they're trying to get volume out is One Piece. Mm-hmm. I liked Hunter X Hunter. But one piece of the problem was is that there uh, was Hunter X Hunter the manga. I never got you know into that the X anime because it's kind of weird. To be silent. Yeah, Hunter Hunter. Yeah, yeah, it's just Hunter Hunter. But I can never see it and go Hunter Hunter. Just never does that. And we're in an all video, all audio medium. It's if we just said Hunter 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 Hunter, I get yeah. guaranteed somebody would be confused. But we said Hunter X Hunter, and people understand what we're talking about. Like, yeah, I know. You'll, you'll get things that 
you get things but, that... But there's going to be some weeb out there who's going, It's not Hunter X Conqueror, it's Hunter Hunter, stop uh, dying I'll be glad if we get anything from them. Let us hate mail, because yeah. then we finally got mail. We got mail. <laughs> but, like, but, like, if you've ever seen this you movie... You said, please, all cute, and I said, Hunter X Hunter, to get them to fuck up and correct us. We need to do something else to anger them. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you all. No, uh, that's, that's no. too obvious. But, like, you, you get things... Some of them might like that. Yeah. <laughs> they can send me a map. I will then oblige. They, then we can play the X card. Go, sorry, we're not like that. It would just be a dark room, a light would come on, I'd be standing there with the X card, I'd tear it in half and be like, strap in. <laughs> no. Um, no, that's it, the it's one Matt. Where it's Matt, who's hiding behind a pseudonym anyway, so it's him from the neck down, wearing a Speedo that's got the X card taped to the front of it. You have to touch it real hard, and I have a pup mask on and everything, just staring down at him. Like, what have I gotten into? See, and I, the thing that I picture as the lights coming on is not like the door switch. It's they open the door, it creaks, and it's one of those really loud swinging pull chain, and you hear that. Hey, old episode like, of the tightest TV show, like. Well, what but no, when it's going to games and stuff like that, like, I think there is, I think the X card is good. I'm not, like, knocking the X card, obviously, but there are going to be some games that people are going to have to be able to handle the the stark differences and the stark intrusion of reality with. Because I think that gives it some of it. But how do you deal with, like, I guess, how do you deal with a group that is people on different levels of that, that are, you can talk to people. And we always say, have an adult conversation, but not everybody you're talking to has a mentality of an adult. Like, give me an example of when you've talked to someone about it and talked to someone about it, and the X card doesn't phase them, or it wouldn't have, because we all have stories like that. Uh, you definitely have a point. It's really hard to insult me, so the idea of an X card to me is like, meh. But then I do know that I have made friends with, or at least know people, that you would start talking about something and it'd be like, no, can't do that. We can, no, mm-mm, I don't like that. Or it would just lead into this political argument where you're like, yeah. I'm playing the X card on this. We're just having a conversation. That's a definite, that's a definite <laughs> other side of it is the X card is... As written, as far as I saw from looking at the official writing of it, isn't just explicit content. Okay, dude, we've just argued for 20 minutes with your guards about trying to uh, fast talk our way past it. Can I just roll this now? <laughs> so not only is it like for explicit content, it's streamlined. It's a, like, a little be... bit of it is for streamlining, and a little bit of it is, I don't like this. Yeah, like, I mean, for example, and I'm not, I'm not gonna, I don't plan to that one, but you brought up politics and stuff. You're gonna get different political views. Me being a, a gay guy, I'm gonna have very different political views from a lot of the people in this area. And I have played games with people who I know across the table are goddamn bigots and goddamn homophobes. And there are character traits that will not be in my character just because I don't want to trigger them. Mm-hmm. I know it shouldn't mm-hmm. be my responsibility to act differently, but if I want the game to go smooth, like 
my character is not going to exhibit certain qualities that my person does, you know? And so, like, uh, I'll give an example. We had a game where it wasn't Scion. It was it was the other one, Exalted. And we had to figure out how to work within the city, make money, and do all that. My character, because this was an adult game and we could talk about politics and everything else like that, my character eventually ended up starting his own brawl. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, had a past life as being a whore. Mm-hmm. And okay. he used it to get into high society, to get to know people and get dirt on it. It was all an operation to get intel and everything. And I thought it was fairly clever. It's, it certainly does work. Because works. that side of even real-life universe exists, yeah. why would it not work in a made-up land? So we eventually had someone bring a friend with them. And my character is a male prostitute and acts according to some of the stereotypes involved with that. Uh-huh. This dude could not handle my character. Like, uh-huh. every time my character would open his mouth, it would have been X-card. And my, my character would have been X-carded out of the game if he would have kept playing it. But he can't deal with that concept. And with, you know, a guy dressing, you know, in flowing robes and being somewhat revealing and being a yeah. sexual... You know, being Just driven a by sexuality. Yeah, and we never acted out any of the sex scenes. That was never the point. That was his character. But he couldn't deal with the character in general. I think before the end of it, he tried beating the crap out of my character because he couldn't deal with it anymore. That's this reminds That's me unfortunate. of unfortunate. Yeah, he didn't stay because it was my house. So <laughs> this reminds me of a player that I thank you, dog. This reminds me of a player that I X carded out of our game before I knew what the X card was. Yeah. First and foremost, first and foremost, he was mm-hmm. solidly hitting on my wife who was playing with us. Oh wow! And As so, old. so he would hit on her character. Okay. Yeah. There's there is one thing about knowing that it's a character hitting on a character, and in real life, you know that it can it shouldn't go any farther. It can be fine if everybody's mature adults. This yeah. person was not a mature adult. Unfortunate. So he decided he'd hit on my wife's character. His character was hit on my wife's character. Okay, dude, that's no big deal. So I. Rolled up a drag queen mm-hmm. who hit on him. <laughs> <laughs> it's just my character hitting on your character. Oh yeah. Well, and, and like a lot of times I've learned, and this is not this every man case. threatened me with a fist fight over a video game. Yeah, that should be a sign. I mean, first of all, people can be competitive in video games. I was going to say, well, what's, the, what's that look for? <laughs> I, I, I don't know of what you're talking about. Yeah, no, this, is Mario, this is Mario Party. Mario Party <laughs> has it, 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 Mario Party is cute. <laughs> Mario Party is not a video game. It was a pack done with Cthulhu long ago, and he thrives whenever it's played. <laughs> but no. Um, but, yeah, go ahead. Uh, Threaten violence over Armored Core and... Refuse to stop hitting on my wife at the table. Yep, no, boot, well, goodbye. Yep, bye. One of the weird things is, is depending upon, you know, how old the person is or how mentally damaged their childhood made them. Because some people just lack the understanding of what social skills are. Uh, adult conversation, yeah. first attempt, second attempt, that's strike two, yeah. third strike, you're gone. Yeah. 
And people, and even to if a you, certain extent, sometimes they need spouses that teach them those sort of things because yeah, the parents have failed. You know, the neckbeards sometimes, if they ever find a spouse, it would be a miracle. Anyways, or just as bad as them. Yeah, but like it always gets me when you know one character hits on another character, and you learn that in real life that person has the hots for the other person and doesn't know how to do it, so he thinks that if he you know, chums up with their character, maybe it will transfer over. That I've had that complaint I'm from at trouble. least from at least three women that have played in games that I've either seen or been in. So I'm in trouble because I would hit on almost any of my players. See so. that's I've actually heard the opposite argument of when couples come into games, they use the games as Either PDA. two, yeah. two different outlets. Role Either, play. yep, like role play that may go a little bit too far with the, oh, mm, okay, mm, oh. Yeah. or they're pissed at each other and playing so, out their aggressions. Yes, and you know, well, he's from a different faction than me, so I stab him in the testicles. Mm-hmm. And I, well, and that's the other thing is that, you know, as much as we want to deal with like just this, the... This is not your therapy? Mm-hmm. There's a place for that? You pay for that? Well, and as much as we want to just deal with the drama that's in the game, we sure. do bring to it on a metagame level all the drama that interacts between the individuals playing it. We like, do. I play a lot of games with my husband. Um, we've never had piss fights in the game, nor we, like, hit on each other in the game. It's just we're, we've never done that, but... I have seen that. More often than not, it's not the flirting one. I'm, I'm glad I've never been privy to two people being way too comfortable with each other in front of all the other players. I've, I have seen these two people are married and now they're going to vent their normal life problems in the fantasy world in different ways. Yeah, that one's always awkward and weird. Because I was like, do I need a break? I need a break. I can get to my car within a break time and be a really long break for me. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm break, break all the way home. Yeah, that's the old. I'm gonna go outside for a smoke. You don't smoke. Sure I'm don't. Ta- <laughs> I'm taking it up. I'm gonna go run to the uh, to the gas station for some smokes. God damn it! Just like that. We really good smokes. Been breaking up families since the mid 1950s. Nick's not coming back with the smokes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but no. But I mean, like, there's got to be other things that, like, the X card. True, it because you you got to be able to use it to, I guess, keep people from being at each other's throats. Like the political ones, true too, especially in the year that we live, or you know, yeah. just the other side of the same coin. Religion. Yeah. 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 Oh, what was the person that has religion in their game and starts a conversation? Because, uh, you know, disclosure here, I'm an atheist. You know. Yeah. I, um, I give no fucks if the game has in-game religion. You know, about I don't the, give a fuck about that. But, but I hate, I hate because maybe, maybe a, a word, a trigger, sorry about that. A trigger is not the right word for this. But hearing the same bullshit that came out of, like, religious people in my past that were harmful, where someone was, like, pretending to be a religious zealot, and they are religious in real life, but they're like, I'm going to do it for God. God is this. And I was like, man, I can't. I can't take your Jesus camp bullshit in this. 
Just do the quest, man. Come on. You're playing... Oh, yeah. man. One of my favorites was uh, somebody who decided to play a necromantic cleric, but used all the tropes of uh, Christianity dressed up as a death cult. <laughs> it was absolutely wonderful, but I bet that would have been some people. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh hell yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it, it's it's sort of a juggling thing. And, and that's worse for shop games than it is for oh, absolutely. friends, you know. Yeah. Like, nobody sits at the table and is going to get upset when I disregard the gods of that world. Or... They're going to, you know, nobody's going to bring up religion as a hey-ho thing. I, I have plenty of games with religious people. That's fine. But nobody's going to walk up to me and as use the game as a pretense to try to convert me. If they're going to do that, they would have done that ages ago, and they would have learned the lesson that that's nice and I'll play the game. I don't care about do, it. Do you have five minutes to spare to talk about our Lord and Savior, Bahamut? Bahamut. <laughs> yes! <laughs> my, favorite, my favorite, though, is when you get Jehovah's Witness that come to the door. If you got a full up, if you got an afternoon free, oh god, I love that's it. That's entertainment. I love it. <laughs> Come on in. <laughs> they Dad, hate running like, into the. You want to play D and D? I'll listen to you talk about your religion. If you listen to mine, just give me a second. I'm gonna go and get the colander so I can put it on my head. My favorite thing that I've ever <laughs> wanted to do is I have a cat that's mostly black. And I yeah. have a bathroom. I've always wanted him to come up to the door and knock. And I just scruff the cat, grab a kitchen knife, and just like ease open the door. He's like, I'm busy. <laughs> I got it's Sunday for everyone, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Sacrifices don't make themselves slam. <laughs> you laugh. I had the best timing in the world once. Back when we lived in the trailer park, yeah, I've gone through that part of my my life. I was cooking a turkey, uh-huh. and I had just removed the neck, and I answered the dirt door with a turkey neck in my hand, because where the hell am I going to put this down? I put the knife down, but I answered the door with a turkey neck in my hand to Jehovah's Witnesses. Yeah. Well, how there? Y'all boys look hungry. Hello? <laughs> no, I'm a little busy right now. <laughs> <laughs> can't draw a pentagram if I'm holding the door. But no, but like religion is one of those topics. Uh, we live in 2020 at the moment, so politics. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, don't ever anyone ever mention because it's all dependent upon. You're not going to get to play with people that are like you all the time, and you've got to be used to that, and you've got to have some ways around it. I think one of, one of the more important ways, though, is not just what people are uncomfortable with. Uh, granted, people can be overly sensitive. We can get into that if we want. But you also got people like, uh, I had a player that was raped like two mm-hmm. months before we played the game. Ugh. And so anything that had to do with that, like if that was in the story, it's gone now. Because you've got to be at least somewhat sensitive to, towards people. Because people have gone through shit. Yeah. And that X card, mm-hmm. you know, other people are like, I don't find a problem with it. Yeah, well, you're not pushing the X card, so we're not worried about you having a problem with it. But this person over here can't deal with the idea of the villain raping someone because they've been raped. You know, the dog. The dogs are being very active tonight. Yes, they are. They They got all the wiggles. I will try and remove most of these, but those that we talked over is just going to have to be 
Yeah. A little bit of background noise. <laughs> well, and, and here's a question. Is there... It gives the podcast flavor. Hey, you know, at least they know the dogs are still there and they haven't turned into emergency food rations. That's true. We're not... We made it through quarantine without eating to, them. To Sagwa. Yeah. Now, there's a question. Can someone abuse the X card? Can you think of a situation where people would? Because nothing's foolproof. I don't think it's a foolproof situation. Or I don't think it's an answer to everything. Uh-huh. I think the X card could be abused. I do think its pros outweigh its cons, especially if you're dealing with, for lack of a better word, I'm calling them strangers, but they're not strangers. But they're not they're, strangers, they're not friends. They're I not mean, close friends. The vast majority friends. of people that we play D&D with or games like that, a good few of them we see on the regular. But there's a lot of them that you see once a week. And so you don't know what their lives are like. See, I don't know if this has ever happened to someone, but just random idea. Because, let's face it, anyone who has a kid and gets into these sort of games generally is like, Hey, hun, do you want to try this? He, yeah, I want to try playing. Yeah. You know, and as long as they're of the age where they can do enough math and have enough understanding of the real world, then they can possibly have enough understanding of the imaginary Let's world. Let's just be absolutely honest. And we're adults playing make-believe. We are. Well, it looks like we're going to have to avoid you know, the island of severed unicorn heads for tonight. <laughs> and the pederasty priests have to stay but, behind there. <laughs> you know, but... Well, the story's going to take a bit of a dip here now, eh? But what I was trying to get at is that if in the game you have both the parent and the child, especially if it is an LGS or a con, because, mm-hmm. you know, the parent is there to supervise the child, especially if they're in under the age of 14. Absolutely. Well, but I, how many times do you think someone has had to put up with basically your helicopter parent where the kid is cool with it and the kid wants to play, but the parent keeps going, no, no, you can't do that. Well, uh-uh. I mean, well, no. that, that, that's an interesting thing. I, I can't speak from it from a, a RPG standpoint. I can speak from it from a Magic the Gathering standpoint. Go right ahead. We've covered that on this cast. Yeah. Um, there are eponyms, and the eponym yeah. in our LGS right now is dead. But that's well, because everything's well, dead. everything is dead during but this season. We used to play a lot of standard, and we used to have a good 40 to 50 people playing on an eponym at one time. And some people, bless their hearts, can't always get off and can't find a babysitter, so they bring their kids up there. And they'd be like, oh, you want to play the same game? Here, sit down and play it. Oh, they're too young. They don't know what's going on. And they'll sit there and either coach them, which, okay, it's not tournament level, so I'm not going to lose my my mind. But you've got to let people learn on their own. But the opposite is true, too, where you have a kid that doesn't want to be doing that, but the parents desperately want to do that because, I don't know, yeah. they, they want to relive some of their fun youth without having a babysitter. And... Either that or they want to, like, train the kid into tournament levels so they're like... Ooh. You know, here you do this, and then you do this, and then you do this, because they're trying to get the kid to not go through their mistakes. So therefore, they're yeah. basically and the just kid pushing. Doesn't learn naturally. Yeah. Well, and the other thing about it is, is this is an interesting fact. I don't know if this person still runs the circuits. Uh, she was a ten-year-old that was running GPs and doing 
damn good in magic. That's impressive. Yeah. Good the on problem her. Is, the problem is, is that's one out of how many. Yeah. There's going to be parents that are going to be like, I've loved magic all my life and I did tournaments. I'm going to take my kid and they're going to be one of those tournament prodigies. Could you imagine my daughter? She's 10 years old. I can so see your daughter playing through <laughs> one game. She'll be done with it. And... And I'm just talking one game, not one match, because it's best of three. Yeah. And then by game two, bounce, 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 yeah. bounce, 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 and afterwards just gone. Yeah. Somebody gave her some Pokemon cards. Yep. They don't even have any energy to make decks. Nope. They've got Pokemon. Yes. That's good enough for them. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Let them play their make believe, and you know what? When their make believe starts having rules. And their make believe starts getting more developed. Yep. She's already got. She, I took her up to the friendly local gaming store, and uh, I was up there to buy some stuff. And she's like, "Daddy, can I have this book?" And she bought the My Little Pony core book for the role playing game. Yeah, yeah. I will run that game for her when she's ready, and maybe if she's not quite ready, and I need something that's just a little easier for me to slide into comfortable levels, I'll run Pony Finder for her. I've I've played or the adults will play play Pony Finder while drinking. Yeah, yes. I've I've been Which... in one of those games. Never do that. That is a dark route. Never do that. My little no, pony. No, no, no. This is what we're gonna do. <laughs> we're gonna play Pony Finder. Forty K. <laughs> oh yes. Magic. Friendship is magic, and magic is heresy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Actually, I have seen 40k armies painted up like My well, Little Pony, and it's fucking amazing. I love those armies. I, love, I, love that. I also love there's been a couple of times, I've never seen a whole army of it. Someone sculpted a pony, like a small little pony piece, yeah. with like Terminator armor on it. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you're like, I mean, I I've it. seen, I I've feel seen that, some, I don't care. Oh, I've yeah. seen some amazing work in resin. <laughs> Oh, and now that you have 3D printers, oh, yeah. the things that all. you can, you're just, it's great for LGS play because you Absolutely. put it on the field and you go, it's actually this thing with these stats, but I want it to play this. It's on the right size base. And most people will look at it and go, all right. All right. Well, that's one of the things, uh. You know, friend. as long as you're not putting a banana on the field, like, this is my general. Well, and one of the things, I had a friend that actually has a 3D printer, and when I was looking into doing a War Machine, I haven't played that in forever, but my idea was to go up there one day and scan in everyone else's armies, because I didn't want to buy them. It was too <laughs> expensive, so I'd just be like, scan it in, and then, like, as, like, a cost, be like, what thing do you want another copy of in your army? Let's write down and give them another copy of that, you know? <laughs> and then now I have access to, like, five or six different armies that I can print up that I don't really need to buy the figures for. <laughs> so the, also when you're like, God damn it, I lost an arm off of this one because it fell on the floor, it shattered, and I only yeah. found so many pieces. Yeah. When you get them shipped without all their stupid parts. Yeah. I like it when they're pewter, and I also hate it when they're pewter. Or uh-huh. what? What it is that they did recently, where they had the large, the large war beasts and horde. Like yeah, I had the 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 old satyr. Yeah, parts of them are pewter, parts of them are are not. 
Yeah. And gluing those together is the worst nightmare in the world. Because either you use the quick set shit, which you're probably going to glue your fingers to it, or you sit there for five minutes holding it, and then you let it go slowly. And then it goes thunk. And you're like, God damn it! At least, at like, least with the why quick... Why do you play this game if it makes you this angry? Because they're amazing! <laughs> you use slow set with th- two or three rivet dots of quick set. You think that works? No, it does work. No. No, no it doesn't. No. Maybe you're in a magical realm that has an amazing okay. ability for that to work, you, but you I've know, done it. You take, this, you take the tube of super glue or whatever your quick set is. You no. Put it... Here's the thing. It's an activator spray on it. No, 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 no. You use a quick set like a, like, a, like an epoxy, right? You put the puddle of the epoxy inside a paper plate, and you use a toothpick to put your rivets of your of your quick set on your slow set. It's worked for me like a charm every time. Do you know how many people are not brave enough to use epoxy? That's why most people don't use the plastic cement on things, because you, you, put, his arms, they do that. you put his arms on backwards. Well, fuck. My favorite, my favorite solution okay. that I ever saw was <laughs> magnets. I love the magnet system. Yeah, magnets are good if you can get them strong enough. Yeah, that's a trick. But that way, you can, you can, like, if you're your different variants, I always you can wanted the parts. I always oh, wanted yeah. the Star Wars miniatures game where you got the little droids made out of magnets so that you could force push them and then take them apart. But that's yeah, just nerd dreams. <laughs> yeah, but no, no but like, I always just wanted because the freaking Carnivian kit, you get yeah, all, take what you want, you're done with it. Yeah, yeah, it's like ah, I have three sets of arms, three heads, three tails, and one body. I so want to just 3D print like mm-hmm. 17 more bodies because I'm like, guess what? It's an army of them. <laughs> well, well, and we have a just mutual march, friend march, who march, actually march, 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 march. I had uh, there's this ram that's in my one of my circle armies. Yeah. That can be three different things. Mm-hmm. And we actually did the whole magnet thing. And it's kind of janky on some parts where the seams are. But yeah, it's like, do I need this one? No. Head. Arms, new head, yeah. new arms. There yeah. you go. Yeah, I did that with the uh, flying models, but yeah. I found that the magnets—they're not as reliable and, and you'll sticky. You'll have stuff fall off. Yeah. Yes, like mm-hmm. you're moving it across the terrain, and oh look, it's on the side of a hill, and its tail just fell off, and you're like, wait, 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 wait. So by the end of the game, you basically are just moving the base you're around. <laughs> Around the table because you're like I'm because you're like I'm done with everything falling off of this thing. <laughs> that reminds me of somewhere in between the complaints about having to build the uh, miniatures and the uh, want to build it cheap without having all the money. Uh, you, you get a one inch punch, you get a two inch punch, you get cardstock, you print it out on your uh, on your printer, you make your armies, and then you field your army of bugs. Yeah, that's generally uh, what you do for proxying. You're like, I don't want to pay seventy dollars for this one solo because I'm <laughs> yeah. So I'm not sure if it'll work in my army, but I do. Th- so if it works. You know, the only time I ever got into the war gamings, we played with nothing but pogs because we were broke college students. And that's fine, but generally, once you get into into the hobby, 
I never got into it that hard. I did, and then I got back out. <laughs> I, have too, I have too much of an addictive personality, says the guy who's working on six magic decks right now, that I don't allow myself to get into wargaming. Well, my problem was... Oh, I'm, you mean like the person over here that has enough art supplies to put down payment on a car, has four or five different wargaming armies across two different games, and also has like four different... Actually, now I have even more decks because I inherited his armies uh, I and saying, I inherited his decks. I, I think it's cute how many decks six seems to be a big thing for y'all. Remember, I yeah. got back into the yeah. game yeah. this year. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Hold on to your hats. There will come a point when you're looking at a field of decks going, well, I should take some of these apart so I can build something else, but... This is why I'm not I've had sleeved and yeah. the I don't even get I've had a conversation with Austin where he's like, why are you ordering this? Well, I need this for a deck. Yes, but that deck over there has it in there and you haven't played it forever. But I don't, don't want to leave empty random proxy cards in that. What if I want to play that deck? I need those cards and I hate shifting cards over. This is a $30 card. Yeah. I need two more of them, though, because... I need, like, six chromatic lanterns. Yeah. But they're, like... Yeah. Yeah. They're, like, ten bucks each. Yeah. yeah. I have so, six of them that I'm just... That I, that I, couldn't. I, have, I have one. Yeah. Oh, this is Incubator. I've got one, and yeah. those go into a lot of tribal decks. I have decks. one chromatic lantern, of which I'm like, but which deck should go in? This other thing is oh, my no. favorite deck right now. I've yeah. never taken it apart. Mazes in. I remember sitting down there today looking at it going... There's so many tasty cards I could use and so many different... I could just take it apart and it'd be okay. Take it apart and use all these beautiful little shiny cards and put them in all kinds of things. And then at the back oh, man, of your no. head, you're going, No! <laughs> exactly. He took so long to put together. I, I, got my, uh, I got my green deck that I don't want to take apart that's currently missing pieces out of it because, mm -hmm. oh, look, uh, my token doublers are all going into Slimefoot right now. Uh, and, see, this is why I am so uh, looking forward to my order of a Double Masters, of which... Yeah. I'll be jealous of that, but I'm not, still, I'm not forking over 300. I'll be jealous of the cards you pull, but I'm not forking over 300. We're, we're not going to go into that. Yeah. Where was your order way more than three hundred? <laughs> double masters game. Quadruple. She had masters. double the double masters. No, you're you're, you're forking six. Yeah. Whew. No, can't do it. Can't do it. I'm a miser. Who's part is I'm looking through I had, it all. I had a three paycheck month and an absolute horrible month before that. I'm allowed yeah, no, to you're allowed indulge. To. You're allowed to. <laughs> you are allowed to indulge. I could not afford to indulge. Uh, yeah, I, I couldn't. I'd be like, yay! I think my next my next three paycheck month is in October, and so I'm like a while. I'm just eating, gonna eat ramen for a week. This is fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that, that's the thing, though. Is that Brian, Matt, can I come over for dinner? I've spent my food budget on double masters. Well, what you got in charge? We'll trade you for food. That's Sam. That's Sam. You're, you're not getting my doubling season. I don't need your doubling season. She'll I have start, a doubling season. She'll start to starve. We'll leave her out there. Austin, <laughs> don't leave her out there. There's a doubling season I want. She's going to give it to me when she gets hungry enough. I don't She's need... chewing on the tree. Yeah, it won't fill her. I don't need your doubling season. You can come over and eat 
Trampled eggs. Actually, this doubling season's art is kind of shitty anyway. So. I, I, I'm, I'm quite happy with my doubling season. two lizards and eggs. I was going to say, do you mean the old art or the old art? I have the, the Citadel one. I like the Citadel one. I like the Citadel one. one, and I like the... I like the snake map looking one. Yeah, I like the the, yeah. the Norse looking. That one's really nice. I like that one. I, I don't like. Or Jormungand, sorry. I, I will say the alt arts for the most recent, the M21, and kind of. I need to get a Sandra. I have a Sandra Bot Summary. I got two of those. Um... I got two of those full art cultivates from Twenty One though. Those are pretty. Same. Those are not. I think I one of them was full. I went to the game store after I moving for moving my apartment for a good twelve hours. I said, spent... "Screw it! I'm gonna buy an expensive pack and then regretted buying the expensive pack because I was like, these cards all suck. Why did I get a foil <laughs> of the Liliana Servant like three times in this pack?" Well, and the thing about it is, is like I bought a box of Ikoria, which is the first box I bought in years, because I don't buy boxes. I yeah. Just don't. But I bought it because I wanted to get that Godzilla card. It's sort of like how I'd like Rin and Saris, but I was unwilling to buy a corset box because corset box tend to have not the strongest stuff in them. Um, because even though this for- corset was. Pretty damn it was decent. pretty good, but you're okay, going to get is, chaff out of it more often because it's it's geared for yeah. when you're just starting playing, and you don't yeah, need... I'm going to admit I that I kind of regret buying gotten, my box. I've gotten into the game more recently, so, like, investing in a box of Core 21, investing in, what was it, I think we bought three Mystery Booster boxes. Yeah. That was... You know, those you know, are good investments. Those, well, I mean, those yes, are no. great. <laughs> I those are great if you're trying to build a collection. If you're trying to build a collection, but if you, I always, yeah. hate, I always hate the people that are like opening packs and they're like, "Look at all the money I'm opening," and you're like, "Okay, mm-hmm. that's only money if you sell, you it, sell it. That's cardboard yeah. right now. That's not. Mm-hmm. It's not like you pulled out gold out of a pack, man. You want to yeah. talk about a pack that had a card that just made me laugh my ass off? Was that I bought a uh, grab bag. From uh, PAX, mm-hmm. specifically for a League of Legends skin, yeah, because we're fucking nerds. Uh, yeah, it happens. It, it, they sent all everything that came in the grab bag. Yeah. And inside the grab bag were four boosters of PAX Cards Against Humanity packs. Uh, mm-hmm. I pulled a card from the Cards Against Humanity PAX booster that uh. makes me laugh and smile every time I see it. What is it? It's an answer card. The collective wail of Magic the Gathering collectors realizing they've paid hundreds of dollars for cardboard. Yep. <laughs> well, and the trick, whenever I'm building a, whenever I'm building we a deck... We already know this, though. This is not a problem. <laughs> it becomes a problem when when it becomes a financial problem, and frankly, yeah. I'm not at that level, so yeah. we're good. When you're level. buying magic cards instead of feeding your family, or paying rent, mm-hmm. or your bills, then it's a problem. So the X card... <laughs> Which actually, I was just thinking, what if you could play the X card in other games than role-playing? How would that even work You know, there out? is kind of an X card in magic. There's two cards that are kind of X cards. Oh, what Stop are they? time. Or Time Stop. Okay. Came out of Kamigawa. And you can use it as a counter spell, but here's what it does. It's two and two blue. You play it. And you end the turn. 
the stack doesn't resolve, whatever's going, whatever trigger doesn't resolve, the turn's over. You mean kind of like Crossing Grip? No, yeah, well, Crossing Grip can't be responded to and it does one thing, but their turn okay. continues. Well, they're going to say, I'm going to cast, I'm going to cast, you know, this card and it can't be countered. Like, let's say, um, it's a blue-white board wipe. Um. Supreme Verdict. Supreme Verdict is one, two blue and a white. It's a board wipe that says this card cannot be countered, right? All right. The only way you can get around that is you go time stop. Okay, in response, I play time stop. But you can't counter it. It doesn't counter it. It just stops the, the, the stack. Yeah, it says the stack is gone. Your turn is over. You don't have an end step, so it doesn't matter how many cards you have in your hand. It's my turn now. It just ends the turn. And in 21, they made another card that has like a bunch of different modes. Yeah. And what? Well, no, wait. Oh, wait, is that the There's one a time that's stop the picture one of the lady's head that looks like it's a tiered yeah, cake? It's either that one or there's one that has like an hourglass getting cut in half that nice. stops the turn. But if you play it on your turn, it costs less. If I played blue cards, I'd probably know the name yeah. of these because I have them. But yeah, <laughs> you can literally, it's just like the X cards, like I'm done with your shenanigans. What's that? You're comboing off? That's cool. It's an infinite, an in response? No, there is no in response. We're done with your turn. Move on. There's two cards that I have that just go, no, nah, we're done with this. Move on. So they're probably all in blue. Yeah, they're all in blue. There's blue-white that counters the spell and then says the person can't cast spells the rest of the turn, but you can still get around that. But, like, the one that says in the turn, you can't in response to it. You can't do anything to it. It just says, we're done with this turn. Fuck off. <laughs> There's an X card in that, There's an X card. Yeah, that, that is definitely an X card. Uh, if we're talking about Mario Party, apparently a uh, cake knife is an X card. Yeah. Well, or you need an X card for someone with a cake knife. <laughs> what are the others? I thought it was a cheese knife. I don't know. Nah, I well, don't I don't remember what it was, but it was a knife. When I heard the story, it was a knife that was used to cut a cake. So. I remember, but yeah. Oh. <laughs> it was Episode three or so, guys. Go back and listen. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no. Like, there, there's, in, in all essence, the X card is a way to moderate a game. The X card is yeah. a way to ensure a baseline adult conversation without having the adult conversation. Because yeah. there's going to be some people that it doesn't get into. Like, you can have an adult conversation with certain people, but some people it just won't sink in. Because yeah. you can be an adult, but you can be an idiot. Like, nothing oh, ever says yeah. that all adults can have an adult conversation. Hmm. There's plenty of adults I know. When did you meet game. my family? <laughs> <laughs> or mine. <laughs> or my husband's. I mean, hell, sometimes the role-playing is the advantage to stop having the adult conversations and just be the moron that you wish you could be in real life. Yeah, mm -hmm. murder hobos. They do that not because they it's want to be the adult. It's not necessarily always murder hobo. It's it's the most common one, but it's not always. Yeah, it, some people want to play a dumb barbarian because they don't want to do math, not because they're that's true. They're not. I don't want to. I don't want to problem solve. I want to point yeah. my uh, my big axe at something and cut my problems in half. Well, and I mean, to be honest... Tell me that's why not a power fantasy. Yeah, why do we, you know, why do we play this game? Be, a lot or of just being uh, anyway. naive. Escapism, yeah. You know, mm -hmm. when normally you're the person that has to answer all of the 
What's that? What's that? What's that? What's that? I don't know if that is. Hey, what's that? What's that? Ooh, that's cool. Runs off chasing Butterfly. You know. Oh, yeah, man. The the, the entire idea of I'm playing a kinder rogue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ah, childlike innocence. And, oh, it's, I, I didn't know I was stealing. I just picked it up. I thought it was shiny. I put it in my pocket. Uh, so here's a question. Would you use the X card in any of your games? Yes. Okay. Especially in conventions or stores, and I'm dealing with strangers. No. Uh, would I ever? Hey, I'm I'm playing the X card. I don't want to do this. Yeah, like, like what's the situation you find yourself in? If if I'm if the GM is running the game and murdering children, okay, fine. If it's Anakin Skywalker killing the younglings and we're swiping to black, if it's any more detailed than that, mm-hmm. um, I'm a dad. X card. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess I guess it gets to the question of what is there anything you believe that will run a game like that shouldn't be in the game? Like, is there because a lot of people are going to say I can run a game however I want. And you can have a necrophiliac in the middle of the game and describe it, but there's got to be a limit to where everybody you enjoys say the game. We're playing Fatal. I'm I'm playing the X card. I'm going to skip that game. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, in all seriousness, there's a trope out there called "kick the puppy." Mm-hmm. Okay, it was talking about a old comic strip, comic panel where Cobra Commander kicks a puppy because he's such a bad guy. Mm-hmm. If you're being evil for evil's sake, that starts crossing a lot of lines. Yeah. And if you do it too much, like, it's not... Eventually, it does cross that line. Mm-hmm. And that's when it's like, hey, dude, that's too much for me. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to throw up my ex. Mine would have to be if the descriptions just get too visceral. Yeah. Like... I was reading a uh, book. I forget who the author was, but the name of the book is just like Krampus. And it's a dude who's down on his luck, you know, lost his wife, has a kid. It's Christmas is this time. A it's no, it's an actual novel. Oh, okay, okay. Um, the guy also wrote a book called Plucker about a I know which doll. one you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Which has fantastic art if you can get by with a little bit of visceral. Plucker is really good. It looks like a kid's storybook on the outside. Do not give it to your child. Trust me. Anyway, I'm reading Add through... Amazon cart. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm reading through this book, and Guy's hand gets put in a machine press. You know, it, it these sort of things where it's like it starts describing in detail how hands and feet, especially for me, if you're describing how nails are being pulled or a mm. drill is being pushed through the palm of a hand, X card right now, no, oh. cannot. You just Mm-mm. reminded me of the worst, best... Because my imagination, too vivid, I immediately start actually feeling it in my limbs. You just reminded yeah. me of this... So, I've got an Audible account. I've 
used to be when I worked at the prison, I was getting like three credits a month. Uh-huh. I had the money for it, you know? So I, there for a while, I had a large chunk of, I got more credits than I know what to do with. Recommended? Okay, click. Buy the first book. Maybe the second book of a series. And the first book was kind of cool. It was Girls of Arsleone or something like this, and it's super soldiers that are supposed to be spies, very Black Widow feeling. All but right. they're all little girls that are just barely old enough to be women. Mm. Okay, that's fine, whatever. Good story, whatever. Great. I'm going to get book two. And at the prison, I'm working four days on, four days off. I'm volunteering to go to... Mm-hmm. Anything that happens on my set off for my daughter's school. So, oh, I'm going to go sh- be one of the adult chaperone uh, to the zoo trip. Mm-hmm. And I got my earbuds in when one year, and I'm listening to the audio book while I'm supervising children. Third grade, something like that. Six years old, seven years old, eight years old. Yeah, so lots of happy running around. You're just trying to herd cats and make sure yeah, you don't lose one. Oh. To get through the day. And book two... Explicit lesbian sex scene. Yes. It's sort of like a need of life. Viscerally explicit lesbian sex scene. Wouldn't bother me normally, you know. Maybe it's something I'd skip past because it's doing nothing for the novel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But hit in the middle of playground lunch. Yeah. I have not gone back to that series since just because it hit so many wrong fucking notes well, <laughs> on and, bad timing. Well, and like, take an author like Jason Polliner. Yeah. You know who that is? Yeah. Yeah, he did, uh, he did Fight Club. That's he, Chuck Polliner. Oh, Chuck Polliner. That was Jason. I don't remember into it. Chuck Polliner did Fight Club. He also did another book that is just the story of a porn star dying trying to get the world's record for how many people can actually fuck her. Yeah. Now, that premise sounds absolutely horrible. And that book's not going to be for everyone. No. Chuck Polanyuk writes gritty in a very good way. Yeah. But it's all about setting and all about... Because there's going to be people that that's not for. No. Definitely. I have his newest book and I haven't read it yet. But there's... I'm already looking at the cover. And the cover of it, you're looking up from a, a gravestone into a bright, sunny afternoon day. And I'm like, there's going to be some shit in this. This is Chuck Palahniuk. There's just going to be some shit in this goddamn book. Well, because even uh, you made me remember a series that I made it through book one, two, and halfway three, I had to return it to my ex because we broke up, <laughs> was uh, the girl that kicked the hornet's nest. Yeah. yeah. Steve Larson. Yeah. I've never read that one, but yeah. It's a decent series. I like to call I, those kind of books just, you know, brain bubble got, gum. I think yeah. I got through one and two and yeah. while I was working at the prison and yeah, they were on first, lockdown, the, my offenders would kick me books to read at night because they weren't going anywhere. Yeah, because <laughs> for some reason I I think that book series you do get through one, two, and then three kind of fizzles. But oh, it's sort of like even a... that book itself I think just has like one or two sex scenes and they're really mild. But I could see a lot of people reading them and just going, nope, X scene, skip well, What was it? Anita you know. Blake, the vampire? Yeah, that's Anita Blake that's that evolved into... Evolved into the sex carnival. Because she got all of her powers through sex. And it's like, 
Oh, I felt so bait and switched on that. Yeah, I can't keep reading this. The first two books were really good urban fantasy for me, because I love urban fantasy. It's my favorite little genre of bullshit bubblegum. And... uh, Book three comes rolling around like a goddamn whirlwind. She starts... Eventually, the main character starts out as a vampire hunter. He's investigating murders caused by vampires, and she's okay. investigating vampire or murders caused by werewolves. Then she finds out that she's secretly got incubus powers and gets power from sex. So she starts sleeping with vampires and werewolves, and there's and, and tech oh, gods, polycule, and polycules, and you know I'm fine with, but oh, or the one that got me is um. But your thing just basically turned into a sci-fi, or fantasy rather, just bodice ripper. Yeah, and that's what it became. Uh, Dresden Files is one of my favorite fantasy seri- urban fantasy series. I need to read all that one. And uh, I'm not going to spoil, I hope, eh. but it's not the newest book, but the book before the newest book, I forgot, had a really kind of hot scene. and. I'm going to say it was there for a reason, mm-hmm. but in my last reread of it, it was like, this what? This just popped my mental clutch. Does this belong here? Oh, wait. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, this, this was done for this, and he was setting up this, and okay, that's a thing. Great. Cool. Yeah, well, and that's the other thing, is that do we determine uh, uh, scenes with an RPG based on... Like, because, okay, let's be honest for a second. And once again, I, I already know this is all solved by an adult conversation, but... Hey, it's just because it's our rule one or rule two. Yeah. Let, let's take the slavery issue. If you want to get a concept, let's say you want to introduce them to this culture, into this world, and you want the slavery issue to be visceral and drive them for the rest of the campaign to be against the surroundings they're in, are you going to have them be like, oh, also, they're slaves dressed in nice clothes. Or are you going to have them be dumped off in the middle of a square when there's an auction? Yeah. And there's kids yeah. chained up. Like, the reality of what slavery does look like, where people can sell children and their mothers to different people. Mm-hmm. Because you're going to get a different response, and it's going to put a different tone on the game. You don't want to focus on it forever, but I'm going to be less keen to free the slaves if they're just like, yeah, I don't have rights, and I'm just, you know, someone's here, but I have a great life, and I work in a bakery, versus someone taking a child from a crying mother and a crying child reaching out to it. That, that's yeah. going to cause a difference in tone. Yeah, because at one point, one of them is more like, I'm more like a, you know, underpaid servant, where the other yeah. one is literally like, oh, you're treating humans as commodities. Yeah, you're, you're breeding children for later use to sell, so yeah. that they can work somewhere until they die. <laughs> like, that's yeah. that's the reality. For, like, if you... Even the, myself on playing Minecraft, like, I know you can breed the villagers because you want to be able to buy shit from them, but I'm like, I'm fine with breeding livestock, but... This the, is a lie. The, the villagers... And, I know this is a strange and blocky game, but... Yeah, still. Yes, this is still... They, this they presumably mm, have, you know, self-governance, you know, and that's just... 
Because, you know, even when you walk past them, they don't say anything. You know, and they make noises like the livestock, and you just walk by and, They still have their own autonomy. That's, but, I mean, that's the thing about it is. is that it's like, even to me, that's like, yes, there should be a line here. It's a hard question. Game-wise. Yeah, it's a hard question because not a lot of us want to, I think there's better ways to deal with social ilk. But also, using a D&D game to deal with a social problem is a clever way of doing it with people that may not ever deal with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that last scene of a woman and her child being separated while screaming and being sold is a reality that happened. And will touch people in a way that uh, yeah. Texas textbooks never did. I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. I'll give you an example in real life. It's not in a game, but my husband does plays. And my husband plays, they come and go, I like them. I hate his characters. I can't ever connect his, with them. His stories never have happy endings. They never do. They, they're always morose or just... You're sitting there thinking to yourself, Why won't they die? Why? <laughs> well, and the thing is that he, he comes from the, the plays of Edward Albee. So, those... Think for yourself, you know, any of those, those plays always have horrible endings. But... I was impressed upon that his writing did have an effect this time, because I usually don't talk to the audience afterwards. Yeah. Uh, There's a character in the audience, and a lot of his stuff is written off of life experience. There's a character in the audience that is a homophobe, and he's a father figure. And he keeps blaming the problems of his daughter on one of her friends that is gay. Yeah. And he uses the word, and trigger warning, he uses the word faggot real loud, just yells it in one of the scenes. Yeah. We had a gay guy from Brownwood, one of my friends, that came and said, man, that that hit really close to home. That brought back a lot of memories, a lot of things I haven't dealt with. That resonated with him. Now, is it going to resonate with everyone? No. But I, I don't think you would have gotten the same effect as if he'd had the character say, well, that gay boy. No. Yeah. So yeah. it depends on what you're going for. If you want to have a, a deep effect, you don't always have to do something jarring. But there is a time and place where that is there. And yeah. so the question is, can you get a character that wants to play in a game that will keep just nixing? And it can also just you certainly take could. the bite off of it if it's repetitive enough that at some point it's just... You know, yeah. for yeah. that matter, mm-hmm. the, the, the general concept of the X card where I commented, it's it's for public games. Yeah, and that that's definitely true. I wouldn't take a game where I open it on, hey everybody, welcome to the game time. So y'all fall out of a carriage and there's this chattel auction. Now let me describe what you see. I would, I would honestly say someone's over-reliance on the X card might be something that would keep them from being a person invited to a home game. Yeah. Well, and you know, because, I hate to say this and not get political, because I, I try to be away from political, there is a lot of our world that we don't have to deal with that has been either past mm-hmm. or in other countries. A lot of reality that doesn't touch us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when addressing that, when being, when being face-to-face with what human beings can do and have done, we rather would turn away and not look at it. You know? Like, I could heap a bunch of political stuff on it. But that can also be to our detriment. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't force people to play a game that they're uncomfortable with. But there's sometimes 
there's sometimes that just the notion of an injustice shouldn't be treated as the injustice itself. Yeah. Because we have to deal with things to be well-adjusted to society. Yeah. And granted, I get it, D&D is not my therapy session, but a good story informs. Yes. Um, yeah. Well, we have done about an hour, 15 minutes, so I'm going to call my for my gonna stab me, but closing okay. thoughts. Uh, I'd like to press the X card so we don't have to. (laughs) (laughs) I I do reiterate that personally for me, especially through the lens of public games rather than private games, this idea has a lot of merit. And I'm going to link to the... uh, I'll agree. I'm going to link to the guy's website on uh, the X card in our show notes if you're curious about it. I think it does kind of sort of watered-down version of adult conversation that we've been talking about since we started. So, um... I I can see it also being useful if you are a newer GM and less comfortable with just going, Hey, buddy. Yeah. let's, Let's step outside for a minute. Yeah. And... I think I think it could even be used in your home games with groups of experienced people if you want to try and explore some of the harder topics. Well, and, and also, hey guys, we're going to talk about uh, child abuse or you know the the uh, the slave market up underneath this city. But I want to remind everybody that this is right here. If we cross a line that we're getting uncomfortable say something or you don't have to explain what's uncomfortable you don't have to talk about it we're just going to cut the scene and move on yeah. one signal well and and i'll agree because um a lot of my home games tend to have just because of the community i am a lot of lgbtq people mm-hmm. and you know i have several people who you know have had bad pasts I'm not saying every LGBTQ person does. I'm saying it's very prominent in the location that we live that it tends to be harder for them. And so me and my husband, our house has been a shelter to several people in times of hard times and times of abuse. And so, yeah, there's some times where if I don't know everyone at the table, I would rather have something there that they could deal with. Because especially if they're new to the game and they don't know how to say, hey, I'm not comfortable with this. And not feel like they're being an ass. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's hard to stop a game because you feel like you're ruining everyone's fun. Yeah. It can be hard to just speak up, especially if you're surrounded by strangers. Yeah. Or... You know, where the first 15 minutes of the game is, Hi, my name's Candace. Who are you? Yeah. I'm that, sorry, that... I've got a really bad memory for names. Okay. Nice to meet you, Mark. You know. Yeah. I, my name's Matt. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So it definitely has merits. Yeah, the the concept and the execution's pretty good. You know, whatever. If this is a useful tool that helps out other people get gaming on a fun level, great. And if this is too much and you don't need it for your group, great, I'm proud of you. Uh, More power to you. I forgot to mention that it's built into a lot of Norwegian games in a yellow and red card setup. 
but mm. it's, we're too late to go into a whole new rabbit trail. You know what? You know what we should do at some point. I think it'd be interesting if we brought up things like this or like products that go into different games and discuss them and review them. We definitely be interesting. We, we definitely could. Yeah. I, I think. I think perhaps we should. It might give us a little direction, but we'll deal with this off air. Uh, think at this point we're just about wrapped up. Uh, yeah, I'm tired. Thank for Kevin ideas. McLeod from Incompetech.com for providing our music. Faster does it in Dark Sea Land. Anybody else got anything else? Nope. Have a good week. Don't die. Yeah. Stay safe. Find yourself a little belly. Just a beep. And annoy everybody when you want to use the X card. <laughs> yes. <laughs>